Welcome to another inspiring episode of You're Worthless. Read that again. The juxtaposition of your very soul. I'm your host, Nick Nieras. And in today's episode, we're going to delve into the topic of setting transformative goals. Setting meaningful goals is essential for personal and professional growth. But it's not always an easy task. Well, fear not. We'll explore strategies for setting and achieving goals that can truly transform our lives. Get ready for an insightful and motivating discussion. Before we jump into the strategies, let's first understand what transformative goals are. Transformative goals are those that have the power to create positive change in our lives. These goals go beyond surface-level achievements and tap into our deepest desires and aspirations. Now, let's discuss some strategies for setting transformative goals. The first step is self-reflection. Take some time to explore what truly matters to you and what you want to achieve in different areas of your life. Reflect on your values, passions, and long-term vision. This self-awareness will serve as a foundation for setting meaningful goals. Once you have a sense of what you want to accomplish, it's important to make your goals specific and actionable. Break them down into smaller, manageable steps. This not only makes them less overwhelming, but also helps you track your progress and stay motivated along the way. Another effective strategy is to make your goals measurable. By attaching metrics or deadlines to your goals, you create a sense of urgency and hold yourself accountable. This can greatly enhance your motivation and drive to achieve them. Now, let me share a personal story that relates to setting transformative goals. A little bit of my background, during my college days, I studied for an accounting professional qualification. This is the fastest and least expensive qualification I could get my hands on. I did not bother getting a degree because I knew how much it would cost my parents. Imagine this, $260 per paper versus $714 per term. And this is the rate from the cheapest government university of my country. Of course, this is a no-brainer. I went straight for the first one. I didn't have any savings to further my studies, so I had to rely on my dad for a while. Although he understood his responsibilities of providing me for my higher education, still, I didn't want to bother him to pay for my studies. I was adamant that I can make it on my own. I work hard for my grades in school, get the result that I wanted, and let it speak for itself. I was hoping for a scholarship, but I didn't want to be bonded to the government who will be sponsoring my education. Instead, I wanted to be a free woman, free from any encumbrances whatsoever when it comes to my education. Remember I mentioned to you that I scored straight A's in high school? With the result that I had, 
I could have easily gotten any scholarship out there. One big scholarship that I had an opportunity to be interviewed with was a Fortune 500 company. But did you know what I did? I went ahead and tanked the scholarship purposely. Do you know why? Because I want to be free. I told myself being free is my main purpose in life. Being free means I get to do anything and everything that I want. I get to try everything, not all at the same time, of course, but at least in this lifetime. And I knew I wanted that from the very start by the time I graduated high school. If you remember one of my episodes, I said I wanted to get out from the house as fast as I can, right? <laughs> so that was part of the plan too. This was all premeditated. <laughs> so my plan was to not owe a single stand of student loan under my name. But if it's from my dad's funding, I thought to myself, my dad is okay. At least I can negotiate payment terms with him. When I was pursuing my papers, I remember being so embarrassed about having to ask money from my dad for my allowances. He would give, but I knew he was also struggling as he is the only breadwinner in the house. One thing I knew for sure then, I never wanted to ask money from my dad ever again. So for the preparatory level of my accounting qualification, he had to fund it all. Had to swallow my pride and accept it. But I made sure I scored the best in college, so at least he would be proud of me. Oh, it's not like he is not proud of me proud of me and my sister. It is also just that I love making my parents proud. It is a sense of achievement for the hard work that I put in, and also a sense of satisfaction for them to have the bragging rights to other people about us. I mean, if they had spent their life raising my sister and I to have better lives than they do, the least I could do is to make them proud of my education, right? After finishing the one-year preparatory course, I went back to my hometown where I grew up and accepted a job offer. This is to get some savings before I pursued the full course. So after saving up for one year, I finally found the university of my choice. Although it didn't matter which university I was enrolled to, because this is a UK qualification, as long as the university I'm going to is offering this course, I'm set. So I chose a not so fancy university. Just so you know, it was a private university still. It was great in terms of its diversity. The course price was good too, compared to other private high-end universities here in Malaysia. I made sure at least it's not one of those shady colleges or institutions. Although I know the qualification is cheaper than any bachelor degree out there, and I could do it at any education center in the city, I still wanted that university feeling. If the institution has an affiliation with the UK qualification board, they would be able to carry out the classes and have the exam papers sent to the school. So practically, I could even choose to get this paper done from the cheapest, cheapest college or independent education institution out there instead of opting for universities deliberately. At the time, I probably could have done it in my hometown. 
East Malaysia. But like I said, I wanted to be free and see the world. Haha. <laughs> so I chose to complete the papers in the city. I conducted the university research and presented my findings to my dad. So I outlined the reasons why I chose this university that I was going to. He had some reservations because of the private uni status, but I comforted him by saying, I can do this part-time later in the years afterward and I can work full-time at the same time. So that way I can fully support myself. And by this notion, he agreed. So I went. He funded me for about a year and a half in the city. Half of the time, the allowances I was getting, well, I had to ration it because the money was only enough for necessities. And it wasn't enough for me to buy stuff that I want. I kept on asking for more. And every time I ask for more, it breaks my heart because I was so embarrassed about it. So I decided to get a job. There are things that I wanted to see and experience in the city, and it's definitely going to cost more than my food allowances. Because I studied an accounting professional qualification, I thought to myself, I could try anything since no industry is ever not going to need an accountant. So my first dip for a job in the city was becoming an auditor. I uh, didn't like it very much, and I lasted only for eight months. To be honest, I didn't like it at all. Mind you, I was so bad at it then that the admin at the time pre-written a resignation letter for me just because she wanted me gone from the job so much. I mean, I never liked the job either. That was her notion of saying, you are so bad at your job and you don't even like doing it. I don't see why you should still stick around here. You're just going to add more burden to the other stuff because you can't do your job properly. Here, let me do you a favor. You can get out of my way by signing this letter and you can find other job that may interest you. At least that was what she's thinking. My best guess. Can you imagine that? The boss didn't fire me, but he forced me to sign my own resignation letter that he prepared because I was so bad at it. That devastated me. Again, that feeling of wordlessness came creeping in. Why is this high achiever flunking in life? I thought that once I'm a high flyer, I'm going to be invincible and not have any down moments in life. Ha ha ha, life slapped me hard in the face. I was trembling when I told my dad about it. I told him that I resigned because I didn't like the job instead of them wanting me gone. Again, I was ashamed of myself. He was so furious because I resigned without consulting him first. I didn't want him to see this high-flying daughter flunked at her first new gig in the city. It is something I realized later in life, though, that I shouldn't be ashamed of that. Parents are the safe haven for the children. And they should be the person their kids can run back to and cry if they ever needed help or advice. 
So I processed the devastation and kept it to myself. I didn't want him to know that I was struggling here. He would have said, come back home then. Then I would have told him no. I know there is more out there for me. Being the Scorpio that I am, I then transform my sadness and wallows into fuel for my next success. I look around for a new job and I landed at the most fun and loving company that I could have ever asked for in my entire life. This place was called CRS. What I am now, I contributed much of it from them. There I found my tribe, my family, and a place I can call home in this foreign city. I loved every bit of my experience there and I just clicked with everybody. Everybody was just so supportive of my career and personal development. The company was doing corporate restructuring and I loved it. I loved the work and the people. It was actually the very first company that took me to my very first travel outside of Malaysia. And this is the reason why CRS will always have that special place in my heart. I learned so much about life from them. I am so very grateful to the universe for letting me meet these people in my life. I love them so much. I'm going to share with you my journey with CRS in my upcoming episodes. But this is my first-hand experience of how I reversed my fallout with the audit firm to becoming one of the best employees in CRS. I was hungry to transform the pain that I felt when I was let go from the job into proving to the world that I will succeed no matter what. Through this experience, I realized the power of setting ambitious goals that align with my values and passions. I knew I didn't want a workplace that was toxic and constantly backbiting for every mistake you make. CRS was a place where I could flourish and find what drives me in my career. I found it there. It taught me the importance of perseverance, adaptability, and continuous growth. Setting transformative goals can push us out of our comfort zones and lead to incredible personal transformation. Now remember, setting transformative goals is not just about the destination. It's also about the journey. Embrace the process and enjoy the growth and learning that comes along the way. Celebrate your achievements, big or small, and be kind to yourself during moments of setbacks or challenges. Now let's explore strategies for achieving these transformative goals. One crucial aspect is creating an action plan. Break your goals into actionable steps and identify the resources, skills, or support you need to accomplish them. This plan will serve as a roadmap to guide your actions and keep you on track. Additionally, it's important to cultivate a positive mindset. Believe in yourself and your ability to achieve your goals. 
Practice positive affirmations and visualize yourself successfully accomplishing what you set out to do. A positive mindset can help you overcome obstacles and stay focused on your path to transformation. Surrounding yourself with a supportive network can also make a significant difference. Share your goals with friends, family, or mentors who can provide encouragement, advice, or even accountability. Having a support system can keep you motivated and provide invaluable guidance along the way. As we wrap up this episode, I encourage you to reflect on your own journey of setting and achieving transformative goals. What goals resonate with you? How can you align your actions with your aspirations? Remember, the process of setting transformative goals is as important as achieving them. Embrace the journey and let it shape you into the person you aspire to be. That concludes today's episode of Your Wordless. Read that again. The juxtaposition of your very soul. I hope you found these strategies for setting and achieving transformative goals insightful and empowering. Remember, you are not worthless. The title of the podcast juxtaposes your true being. You are worth it. You have the power to create positive change in your life. Embrace the process, stay committed, and watch the magic unfold. Until next time, this is your host, Nick Nieras. Thank you.